Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is... Hard for me to believe that we're going into week five in the NFL. Wow. I'm already struggling with October. Really, it's the first week of October. October is the fulcrum. We've dubbed it that way because all four major team sports are operating at the same time. It's the only month of the year where you can say that. We've got baseball postseason just getting underway College football, MLS, the WNBA finals are underway as well. We just finished up Ryder Cup and college football, NFL weekends. They really can't dominate all by themselves now because there's so much else going on. Though, yes, they are the big bads. They are the bullies, and they definitely hog that center ring of the circus. So heading into week five in the NFL, this is kind of a weird matchup on a Thursday night. I got to be honest. I'm not sure how I feel about this one. The Bears at the Commanders. Isn't that a an eclectic way to start week five? Bears and commanders. All right, both teams are in desperate need of a win. The Bears, because they don't have one, and they just suffered a 21-point collapse at home against the Broncos last weekend. I mean, that's that's hard to do. Uh, and then the Commanders, simply because of the division they play in, they don't want to fall further behind the Eagles and the Cowboys right now there at 2-2. Two and two. That's how we start week five coming up on Thursday night inside of 48 hours. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It is our hump show, middle show of the work week. So we get the distinct pleasure of answering your questions. It's called Ask Amy Anything. Look for that bright orange box on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. If you're looking for video versions, we've got multiples on our YouTube channel, also named after the show. And our phone number, because Jay loves to talk to you, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. You're going to have to wait, though, because our friend Amy Trask joining us from Southern California. She is a longtime Raiders CEO, has been part of CBS Sports as an analyst, specifically on that other pregame show on Sunday mornings. She's an author, and she is one of our favorite guests to do some Team Amy radio. Amy, I was just asking listeners the last couple nights... What have they learned about the first month of the NFL season or about their team specifically? I'll broaden it out for you. What's your biggest takeaway or takeaways after seeing one full month of the season unfold? Well, it has once again proven a point I love to make, which is to expect 
the unexpected. And that's not by happenstance. That's the way the league is designed. The league is designed based on the concept of parity so that every fan believes that his or her team can win on any given day (laughs) and can win it all any given year. So a lot of unexpected things. And I think at some point people just have to realize that what to expect is the unexpected and that makes it fun. How does the league do that? How does the league get to a point where you can have a team go from worst to first or you could have half the playoff field turn over from one year to the next? Uh, Well, part of it is obviously the draft and then the way that is designed with the teams with the worst record drafting first. The hope from the league's perspective, of course, is that that is somewhat equalizing because the teams that perhaps need the most help on their roster get the most help on their roster if they do things well. And, of course, that doesn't always happen. When we think about some of the ways that changes, it's obviously quarterbacks. It's pretty incredible what we've seen with the San Francisco 49ers where Brock Purdy wasn't their first option last year. He wasn't their second. He was their third in their last ditch. Well, what stands out when you see this young man step into the job and still the team has not lost since he took over? I love to use him as an example when I'm speaking, particularly with young people. He was drafted last, (laughs) last, and look what he's doing. I had an opportunity today on the podcast that I do with Susie Schuster, so what's the football? And we spoke with Kurt Warner, and the reason I raise that is Brock Purdy was drafted last. Kurt wasn't drafted at all. And there are undrafted free agents in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, you know, look, the 49ers gave up a lot of draft capital to move up and take a quarterback who now is no longer with them because the guy that they drafted last, they believed was going to be better for them in that position. And Brock has been terrific. So listen up, kids. If you're picked last on the playground, if you're the last person in your class, if your sixth grade teacher tells your mother you'll never get into college, uh, oh, wait, that was my sixth grade teacher who told (laughs) my mom that. You know, just do what Kurt Warner did. Do what Brock Purdy did. Prove people wrong. Prove that you can get it done. Hey, I proved my sixth grade teacher wrong. I did get into college. (laughs) Not just that, but spent several decades, uh, 30 (laughs) years with the Raiders and longtime CEO Amy Trask. Maybe more people know you as an analyst and an author and a podcast host. How do you enjoy the whole challenge creatively, especially of being a podcast host, Dame? I'm learning. You know, um, again, there's a life lesson in this. When I uh, resigned my position with the Raiders and I was contacted by CBS Sports, I said, Oh, no, 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 no. I'm never going on TV. I will not be on a television show. No, 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 no. (laughs) And here I am in my 10th year on CBS Sports. Uh, When CBS Sports PR team asked me, would I like to join social media? No, 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 no. I will (laughs) never, ever join on social media. Now I'm pretty sure that it was invented for me. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. I'm never going to do a podcast. I'm never going to do a podcast. And now I have the tremendous honor and pleasure of working with Susie Schuster on a new podcast, and I'm having fun. And the lesson in that for everyone, do what scares you. Sometimes Mm. doing what scares you can be fun. 
What's the focus of your podcast? What makes it stand out among many sports and football focused podcasts? Little, I love the question, and I thank you for asking it. And it is, as is always the case when you ask questions, very, very insightful. We are different. We're not breaking down whether you should be rushing three men or four men. We're not going to be looking specifically at schemes or every football X and O nuance there is. I bring a business perspective. Susie brings an Emmy Award-winning journalism perspective. So we, we look at things differently than others do. Did you feel like it was all that different from TV? Or do you feel like it's an extension? Maybe gives you more time to be able to share some of the wisdom and experience from your days in the league? Again, great question. Um, it is different, and I'm learning how to adjust to that difference. In television, you may have 30 seconds to make a point, right. 15 seconds to make a point. Um, on the podcast, I can just sit and yak and be me. <laughs> we record the podcast at the Rich Eisen Studios, the Rich Eisen Show Studio, and everybody associated with the Rich Eisen Show, including Rich and then Susie, have said, you know, just relax, just talk, just be you. I think, Aim, they may be starting to regret that because I'm getting really relaxed <laughs> and I am just yakking a lot and they may regret having told me that. Well, you have now unlocked my secret, which is that radio slash podcasting is way better because you can just kick back, relax, and talk, and you don't have the same guidelines and framework as TV, which I think are kind of restrictive. So welcome to the, well, you're pretty comfortable on the dark side, but welcome to the other dark side, the radio dark side. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And by the way, you do radio. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. You do radio. You are magnificent on the radio, Aww. so um, it's always such a treat for me to join you. Thank you. Amy Trask is with us here after hours, CBS Sports Radio. We decided it's been way too long since we've done our own brand of Amy Radio, so it was over right. to Yes. I made this point on my show last night, and I would be thrilled if you disagreed with me. After seeing Daniel Jones get sacked and pummeled 11 times by the Seahawks defense, congratulations to them. I was making the point that I would rather have an above-average QB, so not an elite quarterback, but an above-average quarterback behind a stout, cohesive, consistent offensive line instead of an elite QB, unless you're giving me Patrick Mahomes, behind a shoddy offensive line. What do you think? Um, that noise that you just heard, I don't know if you could hear that on your end, and I apologize if it was disruptive. Every single four-legged member of this family, all of them are on a rampage right now, <laughs> running around, because they know I'm on the radio, so of course they're going to make as much noise as they possibly can, of and I apologize if it was too no, noisy. that's great. You know, my funny answer to you is, um, can I have both, please? <laughs> but the answer is, I look, I share a, a very similar view to yours, which is most games are won, at the, won or lost at the line of scrimmage. Pass protection versus pass rush dictates the outcome in a lot of games. Offensive line, defensive line dictate the outcome in a lot of games. And by the way, the line of scrimmage, you know, you can add people to it if you're having the problems that the Giants were having last night. <laughs> My gosh, 11 sacks. Okay, fine. Try to move some tight ends up to help with the blocking. Leave a back end to chip. Do whatever you have to do. But you've got to win at the line of scrimmage. So would I love to have an elite quarterback and a tremendous offensive line? Yes. 
And by the way, I'm not suggesting that I think um, Daniel Jones is an elite quarterback. I don't think you were suggesting that either. We don't yet know what he may be. Right. And until they can better protect him, we're not going to know what he can be. Now, some of those sacks were on the line. A lot of them were. The quarterback can also contribute. You know, we heard the Seahawks after the game talking about the fact that as they were prepping for the game, they noticed that he locks in on his first receiver or his intended receiver. And they, that I think the expression that um, the Seahawks players used was, he stares them down. That's something he'll have to work on. Not doing certain things that make the job harder on the line is something he can help with. But, yeah, they need a lot of help with pass protection. I love that you bring up Daniel Jones, still a young quarterback. We don't actually know what his future holds for him. And that reminds me, I mean, hearing some arguments about, let's say, Justin Fields or even Zach Wilson or some other younger quarterbacks who are in their rookie deals. Honestly, Aim, I actually had a caller to my show last night who said that Bryce Young was already a bust and there should be buyer's remorse. So that's clearly impatience. But this is a tough question. I can't wait to hear your insight. How do you know when? When to cut bait versus when to stay patient? It's a great, great, great question. And I think the answer is it depends. And, you know, that's not an effort on my part to punt, to use the footballism. Um, but I think it's an it depends. Am I going to give a quarterback more time to prove himself if I don't have a surrounding cast? If I've thrown him out there with no pass protection? If I've thrown a quarterback out there, and, and I'm trying to think of a good example right now, you know, sometimes you put a quarterback out there and you don't have a good running game. I believe a running game is important. If you're if you're the opposing defense and you have to defend a dominant running game, that's less you're going to be able to focus on the passing game. The running game opens up the passing game. The passing game opens up the running game. Yes. Do you have receivers for your quarterback? Do you have a running game? Do you have pass protection? If I have all of those things, I may be giving him less leeway than if I don't have those things, because if you don't have it, you don't know how good he can be with it. Are you one of those people that would err on the side of, hey, throw the young guy out there and give him reps because he's only going to learn that way or, uh uh-oh, protect the investment from the business side? Absolutely, and it depends. (laughs) Um, You know, it used to be prior to the – CBA that was done, you know, we're now in the second or third or fourth iteration of it. I still call it the new CBA because it's the one that was put in place after the work stoppage a number of years ago. But prior to that CBA, it was very, very normal for teams to sit quarterbacks for a period of time. We saw Green Bay do that. Right. Aaron Rodgers sat for a while behind Brett Favre. We saw other teams do that. The current CBA doesn't give teams the leeway to sit a quarterback as long as um, it used to be the case that teams would sit a quarterback. So quarterbacks are thrown out there faster now than they used to be because it's less of a period to free agency. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Amy Trask is with us, longtime Raiders CEO, now a podcast host, boom, as well as a member of uh, CBS Sports and the other pregame show. You're already starting to hear people talk about, oh, this coach needs to be fired or, you know, you need to make changes. Mike Tomlin even addressed that on Tuesday about whether Mm -hmm. or not there would be coaching changes. How do you feel about drastic changes, coaching changes in the middle of a season? 
Well, I think anytime you're going to make a coaching change, whether in the middle of a season or after a season, whether it's management or ownership or both, has to ask the following question, and do what? And has to have an answer to that question that is at a minimum as good as the status quo, if not better. Because, you know, and I used to say this to people all the time during my years in the league, Aim, um, when people would say to me of a player, you need to cut that guy, you need to cut that quarterback. And by the way, I was laughing to myself like, do you really think I'm the one cutting the players? Because there's this guy named Al Davis. And, you know, um, but whenever someone would say of the team, you guys have to cut that player, you need to cut that quarterback, or you need to fire that coach, I always responded very graciously, very nicely, but I said, and do what? Mm. Because if you don't, as an organization, ask yourselves and do what, and come up with an answer that is at a minimum as good as the status quo, then what are you doing? And I remember asking that to Al. There was one coach firing in particular where I said, okay, if you want to terminate this coach and do what? And it became very clear to me that his answer in that instance was, I don't care what (laughs) I'm doing this because anything is going to make me happier than the current situation. But that aside, and do what? Um, you know, you you have to have an answer for those things. Mm. In your experience in the league, how many owners are as involved as Al? Oh, that is a great question. Um, he was obviously one of um, the more, if not the most, involved in football. But look, you know, for those of your listeners who who don't know this, um, he's also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a football man. So yes. the man knows new X's and O's. Look, here's my view on that. At the end of the day, the person who owns a business has ultimate responsibility and ultimate authority when there is a controlling owner, um, as is the case in the National Football League. In the National Football League, every team is required to have what is denominated a controlling owner. I'll talk only to football, but this applies to all business. If you are the controlling owner of a business, of a football team, you have ultimate responsibility and ultimate authority. And you can delegate as much of that responsibility and as much of that authority as you want. You can delegate it to a general manager. You can delegate it to a head coach. You can delegate it to others. But because you can yank it back at any time, Ah. you can yank back that responsibility you delegated. You can yank back that authority you delegated because ultimately, as the owner, that rests with you. So, you know, yes, Al was tremendously, tremendously involved, more so than most any other owner I can think of. But every single owner had ultimate authority and ultimate responsibility. Going to add to Amy Trask's list of accomplishments and almost titles that we could throw behind her name and say that she's also an ice cream connoisseur. So I have crafted this question in honor of you, Amy, some way that we can end up with a little bit of fun. If the NFL were an ice cream flavor, what flavor would it be? To say that I am overwhelmed by the fact that you <laughs> crafted an ice cream just question for, you. for me. The girl who, by the way, prior to jumping on with you, just finished the biggest ice cream sundae (laughs) probably known to mankind. I was out with some friends, and it was my spirit ice cream. It was a s'mores ice cream sundae. (gasps) So it was an ice cream sundae, and in it... It had graham crackers and there were roasted marshmallows on top. Oh, Aim, we got to oh, do that man. together. Yes, sometime. we do. That's my favorite. Um, 
Okay, so if the, and, and by the way, standing invitation to have ice cream with me, my treat anytime you're in California near yes. me. Yes. Um, okay, what kind of, what flavor would the league be? Okay, 32 flavors, right? <laughs> because there's 32 different teams, and each team is slightly different. So can we go with 32 flavors? I mean, isn't that one more than Baskin-Robbins says it has? <laughs> or what if we do big, giant bowl of ice cream? Maybe it's just vanilla or just chocolate, but 32 toppings. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> now you're singing my song. Thirty And maybe 32 ounces of sprinkles <laughs> and whipped cream and toppings. Oh, yes. And, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, you know what? You're getting me so excited. I'm going to go have more ice cream. No, no you're not. <laughs> no, I am. I am. I mean, if, if I wasn't shy about it, I'd actually, like, FaceTime with you and show you what I'm about to go do. But, you know, I'm not doing that whole FaceTime thing. That's impressive. All right, so this time, Ice Cream, next time you join the show, I'm going to need a poem that <gasps> you've turned into a brand-new poet. This is really um, impressive on your Twitter. I, I do like to write my little poems. Um, I love joining you on your show. I love your show. I love listening to your show. Thank you. Um, we're on opposite coasts. So I adjust for the time zone and listen to you and love joining you. And really, it is always such a pleasure to do so. Thank you, Amy. This makes my night, makes my week. Well, and being on with you has made mine. And again, if all the animal ruckus here was um, annoying, I apologize. But really, life doesn't get much better than when your animals are just running crazy through the house. <laughs> that is so true. And since I hosted my show for three and a half months from home, I was sufficiently chastised into ever believing that I wanted a take your pet to work day. <laughs> Amy Trask is one of our favorites for so many reasons, but how about that new podcast? And I hope that what the football it's called. <laughs> uh, Amy has been known every now and then to drop a different F word, but I admire the fact that she is so good at her self-control. Uh, always good to connect with Amy. That's awesome. Four-legged friends and all, though I actually didn't hear them behind Amy running around. As always, if you missed any part of the show, you can catch our guests in their own separate podcast links and then the full show, Sans Commercials, just moments after we're done every weekday morning. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, also on our Facebook page. Send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. I see Jay has a lot to get through, a lot to get through, but that is all him. It seems as though the wedding questions have started to die down, Jay. Am I missing that? Did we give the peeps what they needed, which was not one, but two additions, two parts of Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle, and now we're good? I think we quenched the thirst a little bit, but they are still coming in. Some of them have I've seen have been answered in the video, so if you have a wedding question, just go check out the video. Just go check out the videos. Was right. And if you don't, if you don't want to, uh, well, I know that you all are really excited about what's to come in 75 days. My mother is also very excited, but her response to the videos, poor Bob. What? I, what? I didn't get that vibe. <laughs> 
It's after hours with worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Touchdown! Takes it himself to the power. Touchdown! One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw the end zone. Cut. Touchdown! Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom Stokes. Feather something into the end zone. Touchdown! To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855 212 4227. The Buffalo Bills. Play action pass. As time, throws to the left sideline, complete to Diggs, but there's a flag trying to spin away from the tacklers, and he does. 35-30, 25-20, headed to the end zone. Touchdown, Stefan Diggs. There is a flag. We'll see if it's coming back. Otherwise, can you dig it? The Tennessee Titans. Tannehill under center. Simmons is offset. Rolling, throwing, Tannehill. Touchdown, Titans! Henry, I should say, is the man who rolls and throws. All that movement just freaked me out. (laughs) And Cincinnati was more lost than me as Wiley catches the touchdown pass. 
the Seattle Seahawks. Here's a second and ten. Jones again from the shotgun. Seattle rushes four. Jones has time. Stamps strong. Now he gets rid of it. Overthrown. Intercepted. It's Diggs. Breaks free. Bringing it up to the near side. 40. Midfield. Tackled at the 45 of the Giants. It is becoming a feeding frenzy by the Seahawks defense. Everybody's taking their shots. Los Angeles Rams. Stafford ready calls for the snap. Here comes the rush. He throws right side alone. It's Puka at the five to the end zone. A walk-off winner. Puka Nakua in overtime. 22 yards to get the Rams to two and two. Maurice Jones-Drew sing it with me as Nakua flings it into the stands. Nakua Matata. It means no worries for the rest of today. It's a problem-free Rams victory. 29-23 in OT. Man, some creative calls and some compelling moments. I love Puka Nakua. NFL Week 4. I know we're a little bit delayed on our TD of the weekend. Yes, there are others that we could throw into this poll. How about Dallas and Deron Bland in a pick six? Or Jonathan Cooper? Uh, I'm trying to think. DJ Wanham. I mean, we could go on and on with just defensive touchdowns, for heaven's sakes. There are so many. uh, But these are the four that we selected. And you can obviously send your write-in votes on Buffalo... Bills Radio, we get Stephon Diggs with a 55-yarder, and this comes with a pair of spin moves to ditch and shed would-be tacklers. Derrick Henry rescues the Titans. Man, they are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. After scoring a touchdown with his legs, he uses his arm and a jump pass on what was a run pass option. He takes the direct snap, as you hear with Mike Keith on Titans Radio. Keith was sufficiently flummoxed himself. The Seattle Seahawks don't just get 11 sacks of Daniel Jones. They also have three takeaways and a pick six themselves. Quandre Diggs, and that's Steve Rabel with the call. And finally, Rams Radio, Puka Nakua. If you haven't started watching this rookie, if you're not familiar, it's not too late to join the party, but you don't want to be left behind. He is some kind of revelation for Matthew Stafford and the Rams. So those are your four options for TD of the week. While you're on our show Twitter, which is where you can find the poll, and on our Facebook page, make sure you send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. Uh, also on our YouTube channel, we see that we are getting new subscribers. And honestly... I could say thank you, but mostly it makes me happy that you all care about producer Jay's well-being because he <laughs> he finds a special support and encouragement in your new subscriptions and your likes to our videos. And I'll be honest, he spent more time editing these two videos, part one and part two of Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle, than he has for any other video that we've put up on YouTube. A lot of reasons, mostly technical stuff that you don't care about, but I'm really impressed with the job that he did and the time that it took because the videos are longer. 
really than anything else we have on our channel. So make sure you check it out and give him a like and a subscription because it's a reward and validation for all of his hard work, his impeccable work. All right, coming up, the Minnesota Twins and a nearly 20-year drought. And boy, Target Field was rocking. And also, we got to get to the other American League wild card series. Top of the hour, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hear from Damian Lillard on Milwaukee and the former Bucks point guard Drew Holiday in Boston, plus Micah Parsons coming to the defense of Zach Wilson. Well, that's a little odd. Odd bedfellows, odd couple, if you will, but I understand why, and I admire Micah for doing it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Swing and a drive, left field and deep, back it goes, gone, left field, Bleachers home run, Boyce Lewis, why not, October time for the kid, and the twin strike first, it's 2-0 at target field. The 3-1 pitch, a swing and a fly ball, right center field deep, Springer back, he will turn, back it goes, gone, unbelievable, Boyce Lewis, welcome to October baseball, two at bats, two home this kid is amazing. It is 3-0 Twins. Take it all in. You never know when you're going to be in this situation. Um, and we've had a heck of a season, and I just wanted to take it all in. Man, these fans showed up for us. And, um, you know, honestly, I got that advice from Joe Maurer uh, through a text today just telling me to take it in. And just he said that's one thing that he, he would do is take it in and don't, don't regret, you know, the moment that you're in. And so that's what I did, man. All those fans, they they really they stepped up for us, man. It was special. Getting you to the good half of your week. It's the Hump Show on After Hours. Corey Provis with the call on Twins Radio and Royce Lewis. Step into the spotlight, my friend. A pair of home runs that are the big blasts, the big blows that not only light up target field, but also get the Twins on the cusp of ending what was the longest playoff win-less streak. The longest playoff win-less streak. It sounds awkward. In all of pro sports. Ninth inning, two outs, the stretch from Durant. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And the pitch. Round ball right side. Diving stop Solano. To his feet. Beats Duran. Slips on the bag. And the Twins win the game. The Minnesota Twins beat the Blue Jays 3-1. Twins win. Twins win. The Minnesota Twins win a playoff game. 3-1 the final. And the longest consecutive postseason losing streak in North American sports history is finally over. Fans here support this organization through and through. Generations do. Um, they love the team, and they want they want to enjoy things like what they just saw at the ballpark today. Uh, the, the ballpark, I think, was a great representation today of how the the community here feels about um, feels about us and and what we do. Um, I thought the place was going to split split open and melt. Rocco Baldelli, manager of the Twins. That is a great cut. We're going to use that as a drop. I thought the place was going to split open and melt, as in spontaneously combust and then go up in flames. <laughs> That's awesome. What a tribute and what a compliment. A unique one at that. Split open and melt. For the fans at Target Field, but it was a really cool atmosphere. So much energy, so much electricity. I hope that you'll tune in. If you didn't see the opener between the Twins uh, and the Blue Jays, I hope you'll tune in to game number two because it was a, a special atmosphere. It was one where you can understand why the players would talk about feeling that adrenaline flow and, well, snap, crackle, and pop all the way through the stadium. And Royce Lewis with a pair of home runs and so excited because they've had a special season and he wants people to understand that the Twins aren't some flash in the pan and they aren't doomed to repeat the history of Twins teams that came before them. 19 years, 18 games. They had lost 18 consecutive playoff games for three different managers, several iterations of this Minnesota Twins lineup and their leadership and their star power. Raise your hand if you remember Tory Hunter. Didn't he go by Spider-Man? Wasn't that his nickname? I think it was, yeah. Something along those lines. I'm pretty sure it was Spider-Man, though, because of the the way that he would climb the walls. Exactly. Joe Maurer, one of my favorite players to watch. Not this era, but the previous one. Even Byron Buxton. could. uh, I mean, gosh. I couldn't even tell you exactly when he played. It's a few years now. But the Minnesota Twins have completely turned over. This is not the same team. They didn't lose 18 playoff games in a row. They obviously haven't seen a drought or been part of a drought that stretched 20 years, nearly 20 years. But they're the ones that end it. Very similar to what the Seattle Mariners did last year in ending a playoff drought, meaning they hadn't gotten to the postseason. 
and the effing drought. <laughs> How about the Detroit Lions or the Cincinnati Bengals? Bengals going back a few years, right, where they hadn't won a home playoff game in who knows how long. Decades. It's so neat. And we got this specifically with the Bengals on a personal note from guys like Solomon Wilcox, who joined us here on the show, uh, from Boomer Esiason. What it was like for them to see this group, this well, a couple years ago, but this current group of Bengals led by Joe Burrow end the drought and get them to the Super Bowl again. And I know they haven't won it yet, but they're knocking on the door. These Minnesota Twins can say we've ended the drought. Oh, gosh. How about the Buffalo Bills going back a few years, right? Ending their playoff drought. And doing it for the likes of Thurman Thomas and Jim Kelly. And I could go on and on. Really neat. And a bit of redemption for Royce Lewis, too. Because he's a former number one overall pick who's dealt with injuries. But this was his moment. Biggest moment of his career, probably. And so Rocco Baldelli understands the need to celebrate and get excited. But man, how do you get ready for game two? I think it's fine to uh, celebrate an exceptional win because I thought we did uh, a lot of good things on the field today, the things that we we wanted to do. And I can talk about those things, but um, I think it's fine to celebrate that. Uh, I think there's not one person in our clubhouse who uh, doesn't realize that there is uh, a lot of work still to be done. and as soon as we change and shower up um, and eat dinner and head home and go to bed, um, we'll reset and we'll get ready for tomorrow. And uh, uh, again, a lot of work still to do. The fans have been believing in us for so long. It was just a matter of like believing in ourselves and coming to the game, playing loose, understanding that we didn't need to change who we were or like our approach and just go out there and have fun. Man. And it was electric and we embraced that and we were just having fun out there. Pablo Lopez with a run on five hits into the sixth inning he pitched and held the Blue Jays at bay. So why? Why the struggles against Lopez? He's good, for one. And I think he was throwing a few more breaking balls to lefties than we kind of anticipated uh, first time through, second time through even. But, you know, we hit some balls hard. You know, Chappie hits a ball, you know, farther than Lewis, you know, and, uh, and it's caught. Um, you know, it's, it, it happens. He threw the ball, he threw the ball well. And, um, you know, I thought that we adjusted pretty well along with him, but, um, you know, you give him credit, but you know, we hit some balls really hard. that didn't find any holes. John Schneider of the blue Jays. So yeah, there's an opportunity coming up on Wednesday for all four of these teams that came up on the losing end, but I can feel that sense of urgency, right? You are talking about a win or go home, a must-win game for those that were on the south side, if you will. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. You can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page, send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. We have to repost the TD of the week poll. So give us a second. Uh, we'll get that retooled and reposted. And then you'll have to vote again. For those of you who already voted, I'm sorry. You'll have to vote again. But, you know, it, it just 
we didn't do it on purpose just to keep you on the page. Uh, but every now and then, every now and then, we make a mistake. Uh, referenced it earlier, not even 20,000 people at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, for the opener of Rangers and Rays. And you would have thought that it'd be the Rangers who were feeling shell-shocked after a brutal weekend in which they lost the AL West title to the Houston Astros. Instead, they take advantage of four Four raise errors. Uh, kind of wonder if that had to do with the poor showing of the fans or maybe the fact that it was the earliest game and it was mid-afternoon and they weren't, I don't know, quite into game mode. It's rough. It's a rough place to play. I get that. But it did not bother Jordan Montgomery and the Texas Rangers. Remember, he was acquired from the Cardinals at the trade deadline. And he has been so good. Seven scoreless innings. He throws only 93 pitches to get through seven scoreless, scatters a half dozen hits or so, but mostly what impressed me was that he was stronger as the game went on. So retired 14 of his last 16 and set a major tone for the Rangers in the opener. Getting the nod to be the game one starter made me want to definitely throw a good game for the team. I know when I threw for the Yankees, I was on like 15 days not throwing out there. Um, so it was nice staying on my five-day routine. He's a guy that can adjust on the fly if he thinks so. He's got four pitches, and you know, occasionally he'll use one more than the other. But this is kind of what he's been doing, um, using the fastball well both sides. He can sink it. Uh, he can go up with it. And has a couple of breaking balls and change up. And, you know, he bounds uh, the strike zone very well. Bruce Bochy talking about his game one starter and weird journey, I guess you could call it. Uh, journey with some twists and turns for Jordan Montgomery in the past couple years, right? Because uh, he was with the Yankees and ended up getting traded from the Yankees to the Cardinals. And they did make the playoffs last year, but then, early exit, but then he ends up getting traded again when they have an awful season to the Rangers. And now look, he's the opener in their wild card series and their first win over the Rays. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 